everyone and welcome to In My Mug, In The Nick, In My Mug, episode 347 on Monday the 6th of July 2015. I am your host, of course, Stephen Layton. Welcome to my mug. Let's go see some news. Okay, so this week's news is very, very coffee heavy. So it is Ethiopians. We have our washed Ethiopians on. We have four, three of them now, sorry. And we have one natural, uh, tasting phenomenally delicious, uh, super fresh off the boat. Um, and I know you're going to love them. There are some stonking examples in there. So I look forward to hearing your feedback on those. I told you that the El Salvador's were here last week. They are here now. They, they, this is a, the first of many and you're going to see lots of El Salvador's going on the site. Tanzanians have also arrived. Uh, gone live, we've got the natural Tanzanians that we've had for a couple of years. Um, I think you're going to like those too. So yeah, coffee, coffee, coffee. Um, and that was the news. Um, so we should move on to focus on, and this week we're going to be focusing on the country of El Salvador, being as though it's our first El Salvador of the year. So El Salvador is a tiny country in Central America. To give you context, it's around about the same size as the country of Wales. Um, it's known for its Pacific Ocean beaches, uh, it's surfing, it's mountainous landscapes, it's volcanoes, um, it's amazing forests and trees and fauna, and um, it's zip lines, it's towns, it's festivals. Um, the capital, San Salvador, um, has, is surrounded by volcanoes. Uh, has an amazing scene, uh, a dangerous country, 10 deaths uh, every year, uh, every year, every day, uh, for a population of just over six and a half million, um, around about 21,000 square kilometers. Um, Spanish speaking uh, currency is US dollars, actually got rid of their own currency, which I, I, I always freaks me out, but it's good because it means you don't have to swap money all the time. And it's a beautiful country. So that was focus on El Salvador. So this week's coffee is, of course, from El Salvador. Why else would I do the focus on in it? But it's in its fifth year with us, uh, and we're continuing to develop this relationship uh, with this super special producer. Um, last year, we weren't able to split the farm into tablons, um, and those tablons taste really differently, and, and I think it's worth the work that we put into it. Um, but because of leaf rust last year, we weren't able to do that, and we just had the estate blend. Um, the estate grade, which was just Finca Argentina, and it was the Bourbon, and that was, that was the lot. Um, but it was really successful, and you really liked it. So what we've done is, even though the farmers bounced back this year, and it's, the crop is up around about 70% on last year, so it's still not back to where it was, still around about 20% down, but it really has done well. Anything that scored between uh, 86 and 89 on the cuffing table, went into this estate blend. So you'll have things from Tablon, uh, from like Vincona 1, Vincona 2, Los Mangos, uh, San Jorge. Anything that wasn't exceptional went into here, but was good. Um, and then anything that was below 86 went into their commodity uh, lots. And anything that was above 89 went into these special Tablon lots that we're gonna be releasing on the site as well. So, um, that may sound unusual, but it's actually the way that most farms end up working. Um, but we, just because we have this level of traceability on this farm, it means that we can also pull out those super special, rare, unique lots. Um, 
The first time I came across this farm uh, was from a sample that was sent through the post to us. Uh, and it was a sample that landed on the doorstep, very well presented, beautiful packaging. Um, and we get lots of those. And I was like, oh God, here we go again. But we put it on the cupping table, as we always do. Let the cupping table make that decision. And it was really good. Really good, really good enough for us to stock. Um, so we got in touch and ended up buying it that year. <clears throat> and that was five years ago. Um, and from that initial chance meeting uh, from the cupping table, I've then built this relationship with the producer. So the producer is called Alejandro, Alejandro Martinez. Go back to episode 300 if you want to see Ali. Um, but every time I go now, I go and I see Ali. And not just because we love his coffee, and I do, but also because I've become really close with Lucas, his son, uh, and his wife, Melanie, and they welcome me into their home, their friends. Um, Ali's been to Stafford twice, uh, and he stopped at my house, and like, he just, he, he's become a really, really special friend. It's not just about the farm anymore, it's not just about the coffee. Before I've recorded this, like he's been on my mind a lot today because I've been writing up the coffee and getting ready to do this in my mug. I just dropped him a text and said, hey buddy, haven't spoke to you in a while, hope everything's cool, just thinking about you. Like, I don't have that with any other producer. This is an, it, an amazing special coffee. Um, but it's an amazing special coffee because Ali works super hard to give us this great coffee too. So he, because we're friends, he doesn't want to give me rubbish, you know, and, and it, it's really cool. So his background is that he used to be uh, an investment banker, very intelligent guy, although sometimes when you talk to him you never, you couldn't tell, but he is super smart um, and uh, worked in New York for a long time, travelled the world, but decided that when Lucas was born, born his son he wanted to go back to El Salvador, so uh, went back, got talking to his dad and was like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what I'd like, he said, well why don't you run some of the family businesses and take over the farm? Um, and since then, Ali's been running the farm, learning a lot as he goes along. He's done all of the SCAA courses. He's a Q grader. Um, he goes to SCAA shows. He was. And since then, Ali's been running the farm, learning a lot as he goes along. He's done all of the SCAA courses. He's a Q grader. Um, he goes to SCAA shows. He was in Seattle this year, and we hung out a little bit there. Um, and he's really trying to improve the farm and improve himself and improve the knowledge and he has improved the farm. Year on year this coffee just keeps getting better and better. So this coffee is 100% Bourbon, uh, as is 70% of the coffee in El Salvador, um, hence it getting so hit with leaf rust, uh, as Bourbon is particularly susceptible to leaf rust. Um, but also why El Salvador ranks as one of, one of my favourite all-time coffee countries just because it is so delicious. Um, a lot of that is down to that Bourbon varietal. Um, and also the great processing te techniques that they have there. Um, the farm is based in the uh, Apaneca, uh, Lamteca mountain range near the Arshapan department. It's kind of stuck in between Santa Ana's not far away from it. You've got San Salvador, but then nothing's far away in El Salvador. Um, Ali employs 16 people full time on the farm uh, and during the picking periods up to 50. Um, the altitude is, uh, goes up as high as 1,350 metres above sea level. Um, the coffee is a washed coffee uh, and then sun-dried uh, on patios. And this year they've also added element of finishing it off in dryers as well, um, with a brand new mill processing it this year. Um, this coffee is a world exclusive. Nobody else has this farm. We've bought... Actually, that's not strictly true. So... 
I'm going to rewind a little bit there. This year, we took a new buyer to uh, El Salvador with us. Some of you may remember Andy, Andy, my roaster. He's, is he, yeah, he, uh, he's on the wall somewhere. Andy moved to the States um, and introduced a coffee shop that he lives near to, to me. And I went with Bobby this year and Bobby's bought 50 bags. But this washed one, this lot is a particularly exclusive to us. So we should go through the figures. Uh, it's called uh, Finca Argentina. It's from El Salvador. It's a Bourbon varietal. It's a fully washed. Uh, altitude of 1350 meters. Owned by Alejandro Martinez and family in near to the town of Turin in the Arshapan uh, Apaneca mountain region. Um, I think that's everything. I think that's everything. So we should go and do this week's map bit, which I I know is pretty good. But I'm also joined this time with Ali because he's come on the mic. Say hello, Ali. Hey, hello, guys. So we're going up, up, up and away. And um, that's England. England. Inglaterra, yes. Inglaterra. See. Si. Um, so here we are in Central America. A um, lot of coffees from Central America and an awful lot from El Salvador. Um, we kind of have a whole spine of coffees in El Salvador. And I'm going to hand you over now to Ali to tell you about this bit. So we're zooming in in El Salvador, as you can see. And, um, yeah, it is known as the land of the volcanoes. That's what Cuscatlan actually means, is the valley of the hammocks, because it shakes so much. Uh, now we're zooming into the west part of the country, and you can see uh, Finca Argentina up there. Uh, we're starting to zoom in. It's in Apanecalamatepec range, and... Um, that's and that's the actual right house there, isn't it? So you can. Yeah. It was obviously a clear day when Google Earth came to town. True. Um, that big patch you see there is the geothermal, um, I guess, perforations that they did on the farm. So that was the bit that you were saying that they you mm -hmm. sold to the geothermic com company. Yeah. Uh, yeah is that Guatemala it. in the distance? And in the back, you see Guatemala, the yellow line to the left. That would be Guatemala. And taking Steve to see some farms on the right side of that this year. Fantastic. I can't wait. It's a part of the country I've never been to, so it's kind of get good to get a bit. And there we can see the, how close the Pacific Ocean is really to the farm, but we're at, what, 1,300, 1,400 metres, um, but right, that close to the sea. So it's a steep volcano part, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah, it is, as you can notice from, from this zoom-in picture. Yeah. And, and that was the dual map bit. Well done, mate. Thanks. Good map bit. Um, I, I, I like that one. We should definitely go and do uh, Roland's Daft Fact now. As Stephen's already said, El Salvador is a very, very small country around about the size of Wales, but it still hosts over 20,000 coffee growers. That's rather a lot, isn't it? Roland's back on coffee facts after all of this time. Excellent. Right, I'm going to wipe you on pause. I'm going to go and get tasting delicious drinks. Be back with you in just a second. Okay, so I am back. Um, this could not be fresher. I just watched Gary scooping it out of the roasting cooling tray into bags to bring up and make this. So this is going to be fairly lively and fresh. 
but it's that amazing El Salvador sweetness. So it's chocolate, milk chocolate, it's caramel, it's thick, it's gooey, but it's got this little shoulder of like grape acidity that is just so clean and juicy. And at the same time as having all of that sweetness, mm, so glupious. Into the milk. All the acidity disappears in the milk. It just gone. That of grape is out the window. Milk chocolate, caramel, easy to drink. Sup it down and enjoy. So. What do you think of the new camera shot, by the way? New camera angle. We bought a new video camera because our old one was getting old. Um, hope you like it. A little bit more of my beautiful face in it. And there the acidity comes back. And the grape is actually more dominant in the brewed coffee than it is in the espresso. The milk chocolate and the caramel kind of take a little bit more of a back seat. And it's just that super clean and juicy uh, white grape. Uh. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee.